You're listening to the Cinema Snarks Podcast. I'm Larry. I'm Ren. And we are going to tell you how we really feel about the upcoming releases in 2022. Now, here we are. We're a month in already. I know. I know. But (laughs) there's really been, what, two theatric releases so far to this point in the year that anyone knows about? (laughs) There was nothing I was particularly excited about. So I haven't missed anything. So, you know, we're not we're not missing anything by skipping over January's films to talk about our most everything for Christmas. They don't release anything for January unless they know it's like "Mm, January is always a dumping ground. It's generally just a barren wasteland in the film landscape. So I am looking forward. My door just just opened mysteriously behind me. It was my dog. Low key, I was a little bit like, uh, I think I might be watching the first horror film of 2022. It was very ghostly. If you're not watching this on the video, a very slow motion open. He's silently walking. Her little dog. Not my dog's MO, but look, he's here. He's been very upset because I'm not paying enough attention. (laughs) Yeah, that door very much methodically opened. In a very paranormal activity type of way. And now Ren is being attacked um, uh, right really... before our eyes. Uh, so. Yeah, he hasn't seen me for a couple of hours. So now so, he's really excited about it. Yeah. Anywho, I'm going to put him down now because he's a psycho. Listen, here's all the advertisement you need. If you're just listening to the podcast and you want to get in on all the shenanigans, we do post the video edition of the podcast over on Chili Boy Productions on YouTube. So if you'd like to see the horror film and dog attack all (laughs) unfold live, check it out. Just now. (laughs) Yes. But actual films that are coming out this year. 2022 actually is turning out to be quite a packed year because of all the delays that we've had over the past two seasons. So a lot of films have been kind of pushed into this 2022 year. However, we've also already had delays. So Morbius just moved from January to April. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's not making my list any which way. Uh, But then... um, Mission Impossible just got moved back to 2023. That announcement came today. Uh, so, yay. Om- Omicron continues to wreak oh. havoc. Sorry, what was the one that just got moved back to 2020? Mission Impossible 7. Oh, great. I was super looking forward to another one of those. <laughs> so, yes, it is not a double Tom Cruise billing this year any longer. I believe John Wick had also gotten moved out of 2022, but I am not 100% positive. So, anyway. I had counted the number of non-sequels that are coming out this year because yeah, there's, there's not very many. Of there's them. not a lot. It's a lot of... Thank of, God again. for 24 Jesus. And spoiler alert, my list is probably going to be filled with sequels. So, I'm sorry. I, now. you know, I have some sequels on there, but still! It's hard. Well, it's hard because when you're doing most anticipated lists... Those are the films you know about, you know, like their properties you're familiar with. Most likely, if it's not a, you know, we get those sequel trailers like a year in advance most of the time. Smaller, like indie films that come out of nowhere, 
we don't know about them. Like they're not on anybody's radar, really. <laughs> so it's hard to be excited for those. And then Unless they you see a trailer and you're really excited about yeah. it. You're like I actually have a few that are coming out this year that yes. trailer plus like just the information that I know about it have made, yeah. made me like excited about it. Um, and then we're also going to talk about the ones because we're snarky. Uh, the movies we're most scared about. So like, mm. ones that either outright skeptical. sound terrible or Ren, what's your critique? Uh, mm. Yeah, but we're just scared. Oh we just, uh, it could be good. Uh, I'm actually, so the, I would say, okay, so quick recap. I would say the movie that I was most like skeptical of last year was The Eternals, which okay. funnily enough, I liked a lot more than I thought I would, but actually was rightfully skeptical of because everyone else did not like it. For the same kind of reasons I thought that it might be bad. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Close yeah. out is all about that slow pacing and like sweeping and like, I don't know if it's going to be any good in a superhero movie. And actually I thought her skill with that made it a way more interesting Better. superhero movie but um this was probably one of my most skeptical films of the year was uh spider-man no way home just because i've seen sony play this game twice already we saw it with spider-man 3 shoving way too much into that third film and it was terrible and then the amazing spider-man 2 they forced the, the filmmakers to shove way too much in that film and it was terrible so they kept listing off all of these people that were getting signed on and i was like oh. how could you possibly be skeptical of this movie well, when it's a almost direct copy of a already <laughs> successful animated version well you know and I ended up really enjoying it. I thought they handled uh, the multiverse elements quite well overall. So it was a lot of fun. A lot more fun than the the scared me had envisioned. Because it could have gone horribly wrong. So it could have been uh, Spider-Man 3 all over again. And oof. All right, Ren. So okay. what? Ooh, let's kick them off. These are not in order, by the way, people. We're just listing off the ones we're anticipating. So Ren, what's the first one you're looking forward to this year? So well, I'm going to start with the sequels that I'm excited about. Um, okay. And then we can move on to the ones that are like lesser known. Uh, so I am a nerd. I'm not going to lie. I am excited for the secrets of Dumbledore. Oh. I know JK Rowling is a problem uh, person, <laughs> but I also like. I'm a Harry Potter kid. I can't help yeah. it. Uh, you know that it's a piece of of. It's a world that I literally grew up in, um, and I really like the Fantastic Beasts. Just like who I am as a person is, I I like mythology yeah. and I like magic and I like fantasy. And I just rewatched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and it's just such a charming movie. Uh, I really like. Uh, second the one though the, the second, second one, one was okay yeah i think they missed i, I i'm ho i'm i'm anticipating it because i'm excited about it and i'm hoping that it'll be more like in the vein of the first one and maybe a little kind of how do you, you feel know. about mads mickelson taking I over as grindelwald why is uh, it because well, we, johnny uh, depp got fired <laughs> Oh, yeah, because poor Johnny Depp got accidentally canceled because his um, ex-wife is a heinous lunatic. I, I mean, I'm still just so bitter that we had Colin Farrell in this role. He was, I know. And yeah. we we could have had it all because he was so damn good in that first Fantastic Beast. Maybe I beast. should slide this into my skeptical section. It should maybe be in your skeptical section. I mean, if like... If they don't go gay here soon, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. 
I mean, J.K. Rowling has lots of things, but she's been very clear about Dumbledore being gay, right? Like, let's... They're, you're going to have to do it sometime, that. Wonder Brothers. If you do a whole prequel trilogy about Dumbledore and we don't get gay, you're you're canceled, Wonder Brothers. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it, not because I think it's going to be good or anything. I, I just... And did you like the trailer? Um, I didn't actually watch the trailer i'm just I think the trailer's actually pretty good right. so i mean the trailer looks good it looks yeah. fun so we're, i, I also, also really like the I, i've always really like even in the second movie i like the production design mm-hmm. on it I, it's just like it's a fun time period to then set in a magical world you just get a really i like that aesthetic already yeah so it's just i'm, I'm excited to watch it um so that is my first. Okay. So I'm going to kick off also with a sequel and we'll just go with my shirt and the theme I'm going with Thor Love and Thunder. I, I totally, yeah. I am hyped. I'm sorry. I loved Thor Ragnarok. I thought Taika Waititi brought yeah. a lot of fun to the character. So I have full faith in him directing this one too. <laughs> so it's absolutely the mo- the Marvel thing I'm most excited about, except for maybe... Oh, uh, no, I'm most excited about that. But I am actually really excited. I just saw a trailer for Moon Knight and that looks incredible. So like, we're not talking about TV shows here, but no. that is hype level. That trailer was so damn good. So I know we're not talking about TV shows, but I did have to bring it up because I am actually genuinely, and it's like the only, it's like, a, it's a Marvel thing. It's like tangentially ooh. related to film. And I just saw the trailer and it looks Incredible. And I worship Oscar Isaac. So. Yeah. And I, oh, he looks like he's gonna be so like, oh. And I was really, I actually was like, oh, it's gonna be a sick movie. And then realized it was a show. I was like, oh my god, he gets to tear up scenery for a whole show. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke, who is usually a lot of fun yes. in those roles too. I'm like, and I yeah. don't know if you knew this, Ren. Ethan Hawke signed on, like approached them to be part of this when he heard Oscar Isaac was Moon Knight because yes. he just, he wanted to work with Oscar Isaac no, so bad that he was like, get me on the show. Like, yeah, so. He's, he's like, but, he's like, he's like cool uncle actor type. <laughs> but Thor 11th, Thunder, talk about people I worship at the altar. Uh, yeah. I obviously worship the ground Chris Hemsworth walks on. Ooh, he's a great Thor. And those set photos, uh, the level of jacked he's got is insane. He's got his long hair back and they have, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, but anyway, have to look. hang on. <laughs> Valkyrie getting to take over the mantle is going to be a blast. I really do hope they go into bisexual Valkyrie in the movie. Like we've heard Get the rumoring. Yay on people. We want all it. The way around. She wants it so bad too. And then Natalie Portman coming back uh, means the script I'm hoping was good um because she did not enjoy the first two films yeah uh and getting to see jane foster thor i'm hyped i'm excited i think it'll be a lot of fun so yeah. I hope. I, i'm really i'm excited because i really like taika waititi yeah. i i just he's great and i think because he did such a good job with thor ragnarok yeah. i like to hope that they even let him go a little bit more into his awesomeness and give him some opportunity excuse me sir we're trying to record here. I think I think uh Grim is is Ren's dog's name. I think Grim is pretty hyped for Love and Thunder as well. He seems on board. Ready. He is hyped for that Love and Thunder. And now he's in the room. <laughs> with a name like Thor Love and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi. It you just sounds come fun. on. It you know it's like a good time. No you matter. know it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> 
it, it sounds like it's gonna take what was good and fun about Thor Ragnarok and like amp it up. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. So what's your next one, Ren? Oh, uh, so let's uh, move on with our uh, sequels, uh, Knives Out 2. Oh, which did you hear that announcement today? No, it's coming out to Netflix at the end of this Ooh. year, so it will be a Netflix release. Um, I really liked the first Knives Out, and I said when I watched it, I would like to watch that guy solve crimes. That sounds <laughs> like I like, I'm down for that, right? There's, I think we have absolutely, and anybody who talks about film will say the same thing. We have gotten very, very sequel happy as a movie making industry. Um, but there are certain types of things that like lend themselves to sequels to not sequels, but like, like anthologies. Series and exactly. Yeah. And, and I think Knives Out is just a, is a great opportunity. I think it's, you know, it's a fun mystery. We don't have, we have, we really have not had like good mysteries in film in like a while. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I love them. They're so fun. And Knives Out is such a great formula. I am happy to watch that be remade a bunch of times um, to get to watch Daniel Craig be that character. He seems to, it seems so to love it. Yeah. Um, and just like, you know, like I'm, I, as far as I've heard, it's basically the same sort of concept. Like we're going to have this big ensemble star studded yes. cast and we're going to have a big murder mystery attached to it. And that sounds fucking great. Yeah. Like who couldn't be hyped when you just like look Look over the cast of Knives Out to that first film was so much fun. It was so great. I yeah, I'm also very excited for Knives Out too. Yeah. But does that mean uh, Death on the Nile does not make your list red? Uh, so I'm not like crazy excited about it. I mean, I liked Murder on the Orient Express, and I. I think I was a lot more enthusiastic about it than a lot of people. There's a lot of people that were like, eh, the original was really much better and they didn't need to remake it. And I'm like, watch the original. It was like, no, the original <laughs> is clearly like a made for TV movie and does not have the production value of yeah. this brand new version, yeah. which is pretty fantastic and fabulous and brings this story that lots of people who haven't seen the original because they're not fucking Agatha Christie nerds or yeah. like, Poirot novel fanatics um, haven't seen or ever heard of. Like the twist is great. It's a great, it's a really fun film. Um, I think Death on the Nile will similarly be, I will enjoy uh, if How nothing else. It is. Yeah. If nothing else, I will love the, the costumes. It will be a very pretty fun period film and I'm here for it. Uh, and as I said, I like a good mystery. Give it to me. I'll take it. Well, but I'm not I'm... like really, really excited about yeah. it. I, you know, I, it might lots of fun. lots of canceled people uh in that film so that's always fun too oh, whoops uh, i mean uh, i don't Wasn't know if you it? have have you seen the trailer ren no the new trailer they cut so army hammer is the lead oh, yes Gail, right. and they did their absolute best to try to erase him from that trailer as they could they cut around every army <laughs> he was in like two shots it's gonna be like i'm not <laughs> And then we have like anyone. Russell Brand, who's a douche and also like this weird anti-vaxxer. It's and gotta be <sighs> so hard making movies now. And all of a sudden, this is a new thing you really have to worry about. Letitia Wright from Black Panther is in there and she got her ass got canceled last year. 
gal they tried to cancel her she is much more of a complicated cancel i believe all right so next up on my little list i have another marvel property it just is what it is people i'm sorry uh dr strange multiverse of madness that one does look cool i'm excited about initially it was i'm excited but nervous again but after seeing what they did obviously in no way home with dr strange it got me more interested and then seeing what they did with wandavision and how she kind of rips things open near the end of her series. And then Loki also, they have really kind of laid this cool groundwork over the past year with all these people basically effing up the timeline and opening the multiverse like this. Plus, I didn't love, love Doctor Strange, but I enjoyed the first film. And his Mm -hmm. power is just so cinematically cool. Like, it just creates for a really visually awesome thing to look at all the time <laughs> it does also seem like it's the extension of one of the what if episodes one of the yes. what if sort of like uh storyline that i really liked. yeah one of the best what if was that dr so strange episode see that expanded and like yeah. brought into the rest of the universe I am, I, I'm a little bit worried again, though, because now we're hearing about all of these people getting cast uh, as like alt versions of people. And that always makes me a little nervous. But um, that's how they'll bring back uh, Michael P. Jordan. Yeah. So they're trying to think of how to bring back those people. There a, a lot of X-Men rumors are floating around again because now they own the rights. So we just know they're yes, coming sometime. Give it like a breather. Give me a breather. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the part that makes me more skeptical, but we'll you see. You know, it. honestly, I think I love X-Men too much. I think they need to wait and then they can do X-Men as its own, like, yeah, it I think to be its own separate thing. To just, yeah. To get its own cycle. As a big X-Men stan, I don't want them to just haphazardly start throwing characters into this. No, and I swear Marvel. to fucking God, do not do the Dark Phoenix plot line for the love of God. Do not. We need at least 20 years gap before you even attempt it again and if no, you do you're banned no more dark phoenix <laughs> storyline period simon kinberg see what you've done that's it look what you've done no, kinberg it's both of them and you know the only one that did the, did it any justice was the fucking animated version so maybe also hyped is coming back with yeah. original people that's mm-hmm. another disney plus series thing I'm okay excited. so we're just gonna throw that over there as like another anyway, like television yes. thing we're really excited about okay. uh but yeah so for the marvel properties those are the two i'm most hyped for obviously we have like black panther and stuff but i'm mostly scared for black panther because yeah. i have never heard of a troubled like this is one of has to go down as one of the most troubled productions ever and it's literally zero faults of the director like i feel so bad for ryan coogler obviously chadwick's unfortunate passing Letitia Wright refusing to get vaccinated so she can't re-enter the country and they can't film now Lupita Nyong'o has COVID so they had to shut down production again as soon as Letitia Wright was paid to get the vaccination so she could come back to set uh I just I feel so bad for him I hope it's okay but uh, there was also an injury. I mean, it's such a bad. <laughs> Angela Bassett was like, I don't even know what the script is, to be honest. Um, it's gone under so many changes. I don't even know what the story is. I had no idea all of this was happening. This sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your third <laughs> anticipation? 
Oh, okay. So I'm actually done with all of my sequels. Okay, um, so let's move on to the movies that are not sequels. I'm really excited about the first one that I think is coming out the soonest. Everything, everywhere, all at once looks so fucking cool. Um, so everything, everywhere, all at once for anybody that hasn't heard of it. Um, this seems, it's actually kind of, it just seems like it's a little bit of a multiverse type of movie. Um, it is an A24 film, um, and it stars, help me out, Larry. Michelle Yao. Michelle Yao. I didn't want to. And Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) And Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, but it's mostly Michelle Yao, who yes. it seems like the the plot seems to roughly center around like she's living this one life timeline where she's it's kind of boring and like normal. And then somehow she is tapped into all these other life timelines that where she is all kinds of other badass and basically yeah. being all of these things at once, everything everywhere all at once um makes her some sort of badass so it looks really cool it looks really fun i'm really excited to just sit and watch michelle yao be a badass for a while like instead of being wasted like she was in shang chi or i mean i don't think she was wasted in crazy rich asians but like this woman is incredible and like she was wasted virtually in gunpowder milkshake yes yeah yeah i'm excited to just watch a movie where she's the lead and and it seems like a fun cool concept i'm i mean it looks trippy as hell but it looks so good i'm a i'm a stoner (laughs) give me that give me that sweet sweet trippy film (laughs) stuff yeah i want it yeah no i'm i'm hyped for that too it just that that trailer is so fun and cool and like you said a24 has yet to let me down so i you know they have a good record and i they're it seems to me they're on an upward trajectory uh it'll be a while before they are spoiled by their money and success this is very exciting Um, well mine is not really a sequel but it is still franchise and i don't think you're excited for this one at all so uh and that's the batman I uh, I'm pretty sure I have that on my skeptical oh. list. Well, there you go. Um, so <laughs> I just I, one I love Matt Reeves. I think he's a great director. I loved the Rise of the Planet of the Apes trilogy that he did. I thought they were all fantastic sci-fi movies. Um, I don't think you are in the. Um, I think you might be in the minority there, man. Oh, oh no! I love them all, and. Uh, I'm excited for Robert Pattinson as Batman. I think he's going to kill it. He's been eating these roles up recently. I've loved his trajectory since Twilight till now. I think he's made some really cool like career choices. (laughs) Um, Those trailers have been amazing to me. Like the direction in them looks so good. Colin Farrell playing this busted down penguin is everything. Uh, I'm so hyped. Okay, can I just really quick? Yes. <laughs> Since we're on it, I have to give you my opposite opinion. Yes. I'm so fucking tired of this gritty. Like, I'm, we're over it, DC. You've been trying to shove it down the public's throat for the last 10 years. And we've been complaining about it for the last 10 years. Not all of us. There are some people that are really yes. excited about it. And of course, mm-hmm. you have the like crazy Batman people. 
I am fucking sick of rebooting Batman over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Fucking stop. Like, Jesus Christ. And especially if you're going to reboot it, do something new. Do not give me another Christopher Nolan thing. This looks like it is somebody else trying to do a Christopher Nolan version of Batman. And I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I also, (laughs) let's be real. Batman Returns is my favorite Batman, Batman film. Hands down. It is possibly one of my favorite Christmas films all around and possibly one of my favorite. It could be my favorite Tim Burton film as well. It is so high up there. And I love Michelle Pfeiffer so much as Catwoman. And I love Danny DeVito is the only penguin that exists for me. And like, (laughs) obviously Colin Farrell and Zoe Kravitz cannot be these two actors. um, And they will play them completely differently. Um, But I... Um, just She's like, I don't want it. I don't, I want, don't different. want it. Yes. I just want that only. <laughs> so that, that's it for me, basically, on the Batman. <sighs> I don't fucking care. I'm, so I'm not, I, I kind of fucking care. I'm actually kind of like upset about it. I'm like, can you stop now? Can you like, with the incessant Batman bullshit, I'm over it. Can you like get your shit together <laughs> and quit it? God damn it. Man, it's going to be awesome. Okay. It just is. That's all. I will hear nothing else. <laughs> Whatever. It's going to be amazing. It's coming for all the awards, right? <laughs> it's going to be good. It's an audio medium. So if you're not watching, I'm giving a very, like, kind of grossed out, kind of skeptical face. Like, mm. like I said, I knew this one. I was like, it's a franchise movie that I know you're not excited for. The other no, two, I, mean, I didn't know how I mean, you felt. But... Opposite of excited. I think this is the yeah. one I, I said. Apparently, I seem to have very strong feelings about it. I, I know that I didn't know. I didn't know the feelings were that strong, but, you know. Anyways, okay, back to the ones we are excited yes. about after my diversion onto why I'm not excited about that yes. one. And it's on my list of the skeptical in 2020 films, 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's my turn. Um, okay, I am another non-sequel. Um, uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, this is this ridiculous film starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. Yes. Um, and then it has. Uh, oh Ren my God. just went full ham on the weird, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. She just said, I'm going weird, period. Yeah, I like weird movies. <laughs> also, okay, like, come on. What is not to. Um, oh my, Pascal, what's his Pedro first name? Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Bodyguard type of. So Pedro Pascal plays a. Um, it seems like he's a like a, a drug lord of some sort, yeah. and he is obsessed with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage gets to make fun of himself, and I I love watching Nicolas Cage make fun of himself. I love that he's making a movie where he just gets to spend. It is about him making fun of himself and his legacy and all the ridiculousness of who he is as a person, his larger than life persona. I I think that's the best way to handle your fall from grace of being like. We'll say Ren. I don't know if you'll love it like I did, but you should watch Pig. I heard that one was really good. So good, it's actually really good. My list, (laughs) I will add it to my list. Um, But yeah, so I it it also looks really funny. Um, It just looks like it. it, The trailer made me laugh and made me really excited, um, just to be like quirky and weird and funny. And um, it might be bad. It might end up being like you know everything that was funny about it was just in the trailer, but. um, I don't know when when Nick Cage is like on and he's like full ridiculous mode. He really kills it. And I really like Pedro Pascal. Uh, I, I enjoy him a lot. Um, 
although he has had some misses in the past. What was that? Oh, 1984. That was the one I was thinking. Yikes. Oh, I forgot about that one. Did that one come out in 2021? That might have such a probably should have gone on my list of the worst because that was really bad. Maybe that was in 2020. I don't know. It was really bad. Anyways, um, I am excited to watch Nicolas Cage be ridiculous in a movie about being Nicolas Cage. Sounds like fun. Well, now it's my turn to go into the A24 bank. And my next film obviously is not a sequel because it is from A24, uh, but it is uh, The Northman, which is coming from director Robert Eggers, who did The Witch and The Lighthouse. Both films I personally love. Both films that have gotten quite divided reception. They, they're not for everybody, and I, I get it, I know, but um, he's, it's about Alexander. About slow burn. This is about Alexander Skarsgård being like a sexy, shirtless Viking man. Uh, so, mm. <laughs> I'm wondering where he's been. Apparently, he's been um, busy making a very long, slow burn movie. <laughs> so I will say A24 is known for this. They like to cut a trailer that is quite deceptive against the actual film. This looks Mm -hmm. like a much more accessible film than either The Lighthouse or The Witch. It has a lot of action in that trailer. And I love Anya Taylor-Joy. I love her always. Um, Who else is in this? Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe is back. So the cast is amazing. The the trailer looked amazing. And I I am a Robert Eggers apologist always. So I am hyped (laughs) for the next film and it's in black and white again which it seems to be his gimmick i don't know i don't know if it needs to be in black and white we'll see but yes I am he does hyped. seem to have a, a a repertoire of actors he likes to work with huh yeah willem oh, defoe yeah. well, well anytime we get willem defoe doing just like that shit crazy things usually <laughs> i'm hyped so imagine i wonder if that was like part of his life plan one day I'll be the batshit crazy actor. That'll be like, my claim to fame. Even in No Way Home, like he is chewing that scenery, Willem he Dafoe. Is, like really is. he went ham in that movie. And I loved him for it. I love him for doing it. And yes, give me more, please. God bless him. <laughs> uh, all right. So my final film that I have on my list of uh, ones that I am anticipating is Elvis uh, from Baz Luhrmann. Okay. I actually was going to just randomly ask you your thoughts about it. So here we go. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I like visual. I like music. Um, I have generally enjoyed, uh, I, okay. I think with, um, the, the queen, uh, biopic, I was just like disappointed in it because I think I knew too much about, uh, Freddie Mercury and was just like disappointed in the way they handled a lot of it. And like, but I mean, like everybody yeah. else really, really liked it. So I guess my, you know, my, I, well, not everybody else went. Well, not you either, which is good because <laughs> I, I wanted Rocket Man and we got that. Yeah. Uh, and no. so, <laughs> yeah. And so I actually, I really liked Rocket Man and I have the feeling that Elvis is going to be a lot closer to Rocket Man. Lerman. He's not exactly. going to deliver and some I, bland mess. Yes, exactly. So I love Blas Lerman's brand of like, glitzy glammy campy magic theatricality and i'm i'm excited to see him do it with it feels like elvis is a great 
focus for him to do campy and glitzy and amazing. Um, and I actually recently got to go to, uh, I drove to Florida to see my family from Denver, which is crazy pants. Uh, but one of our stops along the way uh, was uh, Tupelo uh, in Mississippi, which is where uh, Elvis was born. Okay. Um, he was born, we got to visit Elvis's house, which is literally like, two rooms it's like a bedroom and then like a place with like a stove um and so like i don't think i knew that much about elvis like i knew elvis is a legend i knew like a little bit about where he took his influences from yeah. um i know he wore a glitzy fabulous outfits i know that he died on the toilet and it's very embar embarrassing right like that's about it i know the like <laughs> <laughs> wide <laughs> cultural things but when i went to his birthplace i got to you learn i learned a lot more about him and he actually seems like he's a really nice good person like it just seems like yeah. he was a little weird he's got a little odd things with priscilla and the like young women that he dated but it also seemed like he was just like weirdly immature too yeah. um so but he seems like a really Either way, I think that I'm excited to learn more about Elvis um, in the form of a biopic uh, theme you may notice <laughs> throughout uh, Cinema Snarks episode. Yeah. Big fan of the biopic. I like to learn about my celebrities. It's fun and interesting. <laughs> I like following a life story, especially if it's like an interesting life story. Um, and I think, yeah, making it a theatrical like spectacle will be very fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. All right. So my last one, there was actually quite a few I was like debating putting here because there's actually like Babylon, Damien Chazelle's coming back as a stacked cast. Hopefully it's good. Uh, Black Adam looks a lot better than I thought it would with The Rock as Black Adam. It looks a lot like The Rock looks like he's having a lot of fun, which makes just it pretty infectious. Really, yeah, I just have really, really low expectations for everything DC. Yeah. They've yet to prove me wrong. Oh, sorry. Uh, Wonder Woman was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the second one. Uh, obviously, I love, I like love the first one. The mm -hmm. second trailer teaser thing, though, dampened Doesn't my excitement anything. just a little bit. So yeah. we'll see. That's why we'll I see. didn't make the list. So ultimately, I decided to go with Don't Worry, Darling, which I don't know all that much about, to be honest. But it's from Olivia Wilde directing. Oh, I heard some good buzz about it. I loved Booksmart, which was like her directorial debut. I thought it it was really good and it's about harry styles being like a gay cop or a bisexual cop i'm not positive which one so yes uh it also stars florence Pugh, who is yes. the moment right now <laughs> and so with this cast Gemma chan is in it olivia wilde herself is also in it i also love like kiki lane chris pine is in it chris pine is in it okay. so this cast is great um i'm really hoping that she's able to deliver something woman good director woman director you know, a little bit of controversy because people are like, oh, my God, she got with Harry Styles because of this film and left. Um, <laughs> she left Ted Lasso. She left Jason Sudeikis. You did not know this, Ren? You, you can't see my face. I'm horrified, y'all. I did not I know this was news to you, girl. Uh, oh, yeah, no, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde are split up and she's dating uh, Harry Styles right now. Oh, so now the movie's tainted for Ren as well. <laughs> and let me just tell you, Ren loves Olivia Wilde. I recently learned this, how much Ren, like, I don't know, uh, 
at okay, least first her all, sexually. Olivia Wilde was the first bisexual woman I saw on screen. And it was that like you saw being with both men and women. Now, yeah. to be fair, she's not really in a relationship with anybody on house, but like that was the first like representation of a bisexual woman I've ever seen on screen that wasn't just like theoretical bisexuality. Yeah. Um, and she's goddamn gorgeous. Are you kidding yes. me? But also that is an unreasonable. I'm upset. I didn't know I was going to ruin Ren's evening on this podcast tonight, but here we no are. No idea. Okay, the only the only thing that has upset me more on like celebrity personal lives front is uh, John Mulaney cheating on his wife with Olivia Munn and having a baby with her. That is upsetting. That is, uh, 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 that's the only. I thing. was I was kind of sad about like Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet recently, but it wasn't like devastating. They, I, just, it wasn't, I was I was just hopeful for them. I don't know. They yeah, felt like a cool couple, but I, you know, I just yeah. But it's not like Jason Momoa no. like cheated on her. No, yeah, it was just, after years of saying that he was never going to have children and talking about her nonstop and how amazing she was, and then impregnated a yeah. random asshole human being who's repeatedly demonstrated she's an asshole human being and is a terrible been... actress yeah and it's just generally bad at her job um yes yeah, so i already the only other like time i kind of was upset was like ewan mcgregor when he oh yeah that was, that was, was also very upsetting it was very upsetting <sighs> he was like one of the holdouts to be like he was with a very average looking average person like she wasn't like this stunning doctor average woman or she was just mm -hmm. normal mm -hmm. and we were all like oh yes you and then no no not yes you anymore but <laughs> Uh, yeah, so maybe this will be Mr. and Mrs. Smith um, with the whole Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles versus Angelina and Brad thing. Who knows? Um, but look, and Brad were roughly the same age. Are you kidding me? Oh, how yeah. old? I know I have to look at the age difference. I mean, Olivia. 27 years old. He is 27. Is and she? Olivia Wilde 40? is 37. That's, That's not years. crazy. That's not crazy. That's Although I am 34 and I can't imagine dating a 24 year old. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> but oh my God. I'm hoping it's good. Um, I can't believe I will hold out hope. Broke Ted Lasso's heart. What a monster. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anyways, back on watch, track. <laughs> Ren also doesn't watch award show stuff because no. Jason Sudeikis. It's long and boring. <laughs> he won a lot of awards for Ted Lasso. He didn't give a shit this past year and uh he just came in like sweats like it was like him. yes good for him but you were also like oh you going through it <laughs> oh oh you going oh, through it anyway now that we're in kids together oh, now that we're all God. in a bad mood it's time to talk about the ones we're most skeptical oh. of the most uh nervous movies for 2022 <laughs> on that downer of a note so was the batman officially your first pick ren uh no i have plenty else on there okay. so i don't even need to talk about that um also, uh, it's not a 2022 technical release but for us it is ren how do you feel about serrano with peter dinklage i haven't seen it i was excited to to, to see it well, i they just keep, haven't they keep pushing it back that's why oh I, it. I keep saying it's on like it was a 2021 release yeah. and i was like oh i 
I didn't see it I mean, at all. It was, but it's not getting a release here till February now. <laughs> I so. really like the idea of it. Um, I love, I love Peter Dinklage. I love the opportunity for him to play a role like that. I was really, I really like Cyrano as a as a play. I, it's oh. a fun classic play, um, and I, I love that it's him and his wife. I, I think from the trailers you can really see that they really love each other, and that's really sweet. So. I'm excited to see it. Okay. I I think I, I it's it's it warms my heart and I'm like excited for it theoretically. I don't have like super high hopes that it's going to be incredible, but I hope that it's like an enjoyable endeavor. I, I'm okay. I'm happy at the if nothing else, I'm happy that they got to make that movie together. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I didn't anticipate it being on your list for sure, but just no. wanted to get your thoughts. Okay, your first. Uh, so scared, you actually so. mentioned this film earlier oh. uh morbius <laughs> uh it first of all okay so i hate jared leto anymore i'm just over his bullshit uh i don't think uh so he he is he okay he is the he exemplifies the douchebag method actor yes. and it needs to stop. It, this should not be allowed. It Honestly, should be fireable. We were all cheering when Denzel called him out on his bullshit last year when he was like, bruh, you got to stop. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. he's got to stop. And he absolutely should be canceled for this behavior. I understand it's not, I, you know. Did- um, he sent one of his castmates an animal head when he was playing Joker. Yeah. That yeah. is cancelable. <laughs> Yeah, he absolutely that is horrible. Like, no, you're not the joker, dumbass. Like, stop. He's also just like I've never heard anything good about him as a, a like human. Yeah, as a person. So I'm just over Jared Leto. He's Ugh. he exudes pompous, and I'm and just the movie looks over it. wretched. So let's so, I'll piggyback. Okay. It's also in my worst five because I think it looks wretched. It looks bad. It looks not okay. And like, uh, so. You know, if you have Disney Plus, you can rewatch the excellent, uh, amazing Spider-Man series from the '90s, as well as the excellent yeah. series from the '90s, which we're both very excited is being rebooted. But yes. uh, they do cover the Morbius uh, plotline in, uh, <laughs> yeah, in the the. It's silly on the show. It's silly yeah. on an already silly animated kids show. The plotline of Morbius. It is not, I actually just had a whole conversation with Patrick about this last night. Um, another one, I don't know if it's coming out this year, uh, The Blade that's coming out. Um, it's not that I don't think it will be a good, I just, I don't know how you're going to properly fit vampires into your comic book worlds. It just, they're two different vibes. They're two different. As, like, as long as they universes. can keep. So with Blade, since they're building all these people around him, I'm mm-hmm. more, because I think they're going to keep him separate from like Thor. I don't know. I just like. You have like Moon Knight now and they yeah, have, uh, okay. who else? Like Kit Harrington's little character Here's from the big thing Eternals. is like, you have made these this world and then That's if you true. add in blade you then suddenly need to retcon this world and tell me there's been vampires there the whole time that haven't been causing any trouble that any of these superheroes <laughs> have had to deal with well uh, so here's the here's the one good thing for marvel right now is since they're fucking with the multiverse they can pretty mm. much do anything they want and just blame it on oh, it came through with the multiverse what a convenient <laughs> device 
So, yeah, they, that, they, oh my uh, God. Kevin Feige was like, we got all these rights. And you know it's what? It's time to do the multiverse. They're so going to get away with it. They're going to get away with it. it. I know. It's such lazy, <laughs> incredible bullshit. And it's going to make you it, mad. And it's going it. to be the defense, Ran. It's going to be the defense, girl. It's over with. Always going to be the fucking multiverse. It's such a fucking convenient <laughs> bullshit plot device. I mean, it's not like he invented it. You know who did? Marvel. Marvel was like, well, no universe Lord. no but Anyways, Morbius, Morbius is that trailer stupid. is Jared terrible Lito sucks and I like, the, I genuinely uh, look bad um that is that is like so one that I'm like no that's gonna be bad a lot of the ones on my like, list are like this is probably gonna be bad it might be okay I will be shocked if Morbius is even okay like yeah I have not liked either of the Venom movies no I like, think it's I gonna thought, be like Venom and it's gonna be worse I think it's going to be worse than Venom like oh no. yeah okay no. yep, i'm glad we great. agree on our first pick great Would you like <laughs> what's your second pick oh second pick okay uh avatar 2 oh okay i just don't i don't think the first movie was that good like i think it was it was really good and it was really visually stunning at the time i think it is too much too late <laughs> like I just like I don't know what James Cameron has been doing. I don't think I don't think we need another Avatar movie. I don't. I think that the first one was very. I mean, and yeah, girl, get ready. There's four. Like he's been I filming know, four of them back I to back. No, and like I feel like this was poor decision making. I just I know it made a lot of money 15 years ago, but that was 15 years ago, and we we've really evolved a lot since then. And, and it's they, left the cultural zeitgeist. Like it, yes. it's not like Titanic, which yeah. made a lot of money, but stayed with it. like it. It's never you left also cannot make a sequel for. for. No, but <laughs> Avatar for a movie that made so much money, it really didn't make a big imprint on no. culture nope. like uh, these yeah. other huge movies have. So I don't I'm just scared it's going to bomb and they're yeah. going to be stuck with four more expensive films on their hands. I, I think what's most likely is that it will make money. The first one will certainly make money. It will be critically panned and audiences will probably not like it either. I think people will go because of the name. I think likely if especially if it has like a PG rating, it'll be good like as a family film, yeah. like the original one. So that might be helpful, but I don't think it's going to be very good. And I think that they're going to be stuck with four not good movies that have increasingly poor attendance as people Ooh. learn that it wasn't very good. <laughs> right. And the, the thing is that Marvel has the advantage of they can keep on making movies, but there is a different character every time. So even if they do put one out, that's like, eh, yeah. not so good that doesn't affect the next yeah. one that comes out because it's a different director it's a different mm -hmm. storyline it's a different screenwriter it's not you haven't locked yourself in to this other universe and maybe i'm going to end up being totally wrong maybe yeah we'll this is one that may it could still be good but yeah. mm. i was skeptical all right what you got uh, my first one is going to be the mario movie coming from illumination studios i had to the bottom too <laughs> this cast is horrible y'all i'm sorry even people who like chris pratt what is he doing as mario like what okay, wait, real he... quick. why are they stealing our jobs our italian american jobs and handing them to these these i don't know what he is midwestern americans 
like what in Chris Pratt's like but. in what in Chris Pratt's past gives you a good inclination to want him in as Mario? I don't understand. Like voice work, especially. Okay, I will say Chris Pratt from The Office as a Mario, I can see, and. I mean, I guess it depends on the angle that you're going from. Um, Chris, Ma- Chris Pratt did the voice acting for um, the Lego movie. That and was onward. very cute and sweet. Yeah. So if, if they're going for work. the lovable doofus with Mario, uh, he's also, okay. He's also I'm just curious. It's this funny. one, you know, which one's even more baffling to me? It's not next year, so I can't put it. Is they cast him as Garfield for the upcoming Garfield. No. Chris Pratt is not Garfield. Garfield is a surly, grumpy cat. He's Bill Murray definitely works as a voice. Bill and Murray was, and yeah. it was still not a good movie, but no. Bill Murray. If you just brought Bill voice. Murray back, great for an I mean, animated film. <laughs> okay, whatever. At least it's fully animated, but Chris Pratt. I just Illumination it's, Studios. It's that he has kids and he wants to do movies. That I know, but I hate it. I'm so whatever. I they mean, they can hire him and he's got a big name and put him in these. And honestly, as a voice, like the, every actor will tell you the voiceover work, that's like it's the least amount of easy. time and effort for the most amount of money. It's the way to go. It's just, right? I don't know, because Illumination Studios themselves they're real mostly miss uh <laughs> i'm sorry like the all of this with you know the, the like uh the minions and stuff is oh like, yeah that is on my list their sense of their Rise sense of humor through. already has me nervous like because they're yeah. a french company and they have this weird sense of humor most of the time that doesn't land it doesn't work we have charlie day isn't he luigi like why why is charlie day luigi I, I don't, don't know. That is a horrible choice. <laughs> so just like, okay, we've all seen the original Mario Bros. movie. So that doesn't bode a lot no. of like confidence in let's remake this. And, but to be mm, fair, maybe. we have seen a significant improvement in video game property movies, right? And like, especially, I, I approve, I like them going full animated with video game films rather mm. than that weird hybrid. I mean, Sonic was fun. Mortal Kombat that was kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that, no, I'll prefer that live action actually because Mortal Kombat is too gruesome. But like, yeah. Mario that we saw live action is a hot mess and I think even now if they try to do a hybrid and do like a little like Yoshi running around no I don't want it like I'm good uh so keep so it at animated least they're doing it animated there's not a lot Tom of and Jerry just out. last year wretched yeah. uh hybrid these hybrids there's, are hard to do yeah so they're they're not doing hybrid. It's just going to be animated. God. Yeah, yeah. Thank, so yeah, there's not a lot animated. of information out about it. It could it could go the way of like apparently Sonic was actually really good. I, I thought Sonic was it. fun. Detective so Pikachu could, was a lot of fun. Yeah, it could absolutely go the way of Sonic and Detective Pikachu, where at the end of the day it was More like, oh, <laughs> I thought that was going to be really bad, but it was actually. It could I think surprise. the expectation, the bar is very low because of decades of poor yes. video game movies. So but even their adaptations, like their version of The Grinch was not very good from Illumination mm. with Benedict oh, yeah. Cumberbatch as The Grinch. It was. I, you don't meh. need to remake The Grinch. We did it with it Jim just... Carrey. That was great. We had the original animated version in the. That's 16th. it. So that they was, keep remaking these better. properties and I'm like, eh, okay, but it could be okay. It could be a shocker. But as of right now, I'm going in very skeptical. Great. All right, next one on my list. Ooh. Top Gun 2. Oh, okay. 
this could be good. This could be good. But the thing is, the original Top Gun is so freaking ridiculous. Of its time. And of its time. I And that is part of what makes made it Top Gun. Yes. I think they need to be very careful <laughs> with this new one if they want to properly create the cheesiness and the nostalgia that they want to make this film any good. So I'm very skeptical. I think it it, it could be incredible. They could do a really good job and it's like they hit the tone just like on the head. But I think... I think it would be a, it's a very delicate sort of tone and I just don't know. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Also, uh, it's been pushed back like a million times. So it's, it has also been pushed back. I I'm hopeful, skeptical as well. So uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like been a long so, time. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's like, I mean, I have liked the new Mission Impossible films, so I hope but it's it's not like it's the same director or anything like no. that. You know, so and the first Mission Impossible is easier to reboot than Top Gun. Like Top Gun, ugh, like you said, it's very, very specific to its time. So I'm sorry, I'm looking and I'm like, who is this director? He did Ooh. Tron Legacy. Which was fine. That's fine. It wasn't like Yeah. I, I mean, I, there were things I liked about I mean, yeah. Let's be real, Daft Punk made that in film. Like yes. Other than that, that's that is the most important thing. In that, wow. Ah, uh, ooh, I'm looking at his like direct. He doesn't have very much experience either. Yeah. What? Okay. Sorry, I need to have a sidebar on what the fuck. Why are we handing movies like this to Joe Smo White, dude? No fucking problem. No fucking credits to his name. And we still can't get any fucking women directors doing anything but something they crafted and built from scratch themselves yeah. and and brought in all of the funding on their own and like mm. created from sheer force of will like fuck this yeah. now i'm mm. extra upset about it. <laughs> anyways i'm skeptical of it i hope it sucks I, now <laughs> I, I agree well my next one i want to love and that's why it's going here is because uh, I, I am having to fight for my life to keep from like having hope. And that is Ambulance, which stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, who I love both of those actors, but it's directed by Michael Bay. So Ooh, that's like a stamp. It's like a certified uh, Latin, like the concept comes out. Seems okay. Uh, <laughs> wait there are some michael bay films like early on that i was like are surprised. okay was but like, it's been ah, such a long time no. since he's created a good film i i know it's gonna be bad His like i just know it's stuff. gonna be bad i'm uh, and jake white armageddon uh, he directed armageddon that was not i mean that was of its time it's fun for what it is kind of like like the movie moonfall coming up from roland emmerich i know mm -hmm. it's probably gonna be terrible <laughs> Because Roland Emmerich, but it's Roland Emmerich doing what he does. Big, bombastic disaster movie. Uh -huh. And Halle Berry's the lead. So I'm like, hopefully it's fun enough for her. Um, but that that doesn't make the list because I, I know already. Ambulance. <laughs> You're not skeptical. You just know it's going to be bad. <laughs> I know Ambulance is probably going to be bad too. But uh, uh, Jake, why? <laughs> why did you sign off for this, Jake? <laughs> 
you've been making such good career choices. Why? Sidebar right now, because I'm looking through this. So it might be good. I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal does make good choices. Uh, I'm looking through the sidebar. We talked about this uh, in one of our other episodes because we mentioned that Meatloaf had passed away. Um, and I mentioned that his incre- the incredible visual uh, masterpiece that is the weird music video for I Would Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. Guess who directed that music video? Michael Bay? Yes. <laughs> Just learned that just now. Incredible facts. Well, <laughs> Looks like he had a really long time uh, doing videos? directing music videos. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm looking through his little. He did uh, When I Think About You, I Touch Myself. Uh, he did uh, some stuff for Sticks. Almond Brothers, Jesus, he did a lot of music okay. videos from like 1989 until like 1995. He's just doing music videos. 1997, he did uh, Aerosmith. Okay, and then he he directed The Rock. The Rock is also a good movie. Yes, yes, The Rock is probably one of his best. Um, um, yeah. I liked The Island, although I, don't, I wouldn't call it a good movie. No, it's fun for what it is. But, yeah. Anyways. All right, Ren, what you got next? First movies that I am skeptical of. Uh, next on my list, Jurassic World Dominion. Okay, good. We can both talk about this one because it's on my list as well. Great. Um, so. Chris Pratt, you strike again. I would have just said this was going to be a turdy piece of shit. No question. Not like any sort of skepticism. But there is something very exciting about Laura Darren Samuel and Jeff Goldblum being involved and like the main focus again, that that gives it the potential to be good. I love Sam Neill. We actually talked about um, when we did our Green Knight episode, uh, the made for TV movie, uh, made for TV miniseries Merlin Merlin that he stars in. And I love that series. I loved it as a child and I loved Sam Neill. Uh, My dad actually, I think, looks like Sam Neill and I think that's part of it too. (laughs) So I have just like a very special place in my heart for Sam Neill. Like whatever he wants to do, I'm going to like love it a little bit. Also, who doesn't love Jeff Jeff Goldblum? He is like, he is a national treasure. Um, And Laura Dern is incredible. She's always incredible. Always. I saw, so, so I saw, they did like an IMAX sneak peek of uh-huh. sneak last year and I went and watched it and I actually thought the sneak peek was pretty good. However, they only focused on the dinosaurs. Like there were no humans until the very, like very end. They did like a quick kind of flashy trailer. You know what? That might be the way to go. Cause I think people like dinosaurs. I don't that's think what I'm hoping. people are what's interesting. If we right, focus what... in on the dinosaurs. Yeah. I think that's what I think it might be good. (laughs) That's part a big part of what made the original Jurassic Park incredible was how much of it was practical effects and you getting to see fucking dinosaurs for the first time. Steven Spielberg specifically was able to he knew how to create magic and wonder, you know, like that was his his bread and butter at that time. And dinosaurs do that. They're just inherent creatures that create this kind of wonder. So if if we giant giant mystical looking beasts yeah that we know existed but we've never seen it's just that second one was such a hodgepodge mess um the first one was a mess they haven't made a good jurassic park film in a really long time i mean i thought jurassic world was okay 
Like, I think it's one of the better sequels. Um, sure. But okay. then this like, next one really went down a very strange path. Like, the whole underground selling of dinosaurs thing was very weird and not needed. And then we unleash them into the world, which we've kind of already did in Jurassic Sometimes Park we get a little uh, too excited about our, our, our allegories. <laughs> It's just, it's like, leave them as an allegory for animals. Hello. Like, just keep it at that as endangered species or conservation. And that's it. Like, that's all you need to do. Like, it's an allegory built into. Or they don't need to be an allegory because dinosaurs coming back to life is inherently interesting. And is already a social commentary about us as people and, and what science, we do yes. and science. It's already go it's, it's back built in. to what works. Go and back that's what the first film material. was all about. The first yes. film was about what we do as humans and science, period. But that being said, this is why I have a, a little glimmer of hope. Because <laughs> mostly nervous, mostly nervous, but a little glimmer of hope. Because it sounds like they are trying to go back to the original. And sometimes with these reboots, they do do a good job of like finding what would worked in the first one and then like bringing it back. So may- maybe they will. Uh, I mean, I, th- I, I great. Like part of what made Jurassic Park great was Laura Dern and Sam Neill's character. The yeah. wonder was created by them, who were yeah. these people who were genuinely excited about dinosaurs oh my freaking god yeah. right? like i was not a kid who was excited about dinosaurs i don't, I don't give a shit right but in that movie it was like yeah dinosaurs are incredible i mean it really <laughs> did like that i feel like that was the reboot of the dinosaur that's when it became like this huge thing again where kids just love dinosaurs again and, mm-hmm. and, and now that i live in colorado it. i'm like extra excited about dinosaurs because there's like dinosaur bones for yeah. real around i'm like you grew up on the east coast they're like we have some more of this trilobites I'm, like all like they all look like uh uh, those seahorses or whatever sea <laughs> horseshoe crabs that's it they all look like horseshoe crabs and you're like great <laughs> <laughs> but in colorado they're like these are the triceratops yeah. <laughs> oh so yeah. if you don't appreciate dinosaurs i highly recommend getting yourself to a place where dinosaur bones actually exist because it'll yeah. change your mind anyways jurassic park that was my next one how about you larry all right so for my final one oh gosh it just is like a plethora of ones that i know are going to be terrible that's the thing is there's so many that i just already have written off because i know that they're just going to be god awful um but for my next skeptic one my final pick i'm gonna go with puss in boots the last wish what that sounds like it's just gonna be bad man Well, the first Puss in Boots was actually pretty good. Um, it was way miles better than Shrek 3 and Shrek 4. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Banderas is coming back to voice Puss in Boots. <laughs> so I'm hoping it, they, they can do the whole belayed, belated, delayed sequel good here. But also, I don't know why it's happening <laughs> I don't know why they're deciding. I mean, I guess because DreamWorks is flopping right now in Money this grab. current era. <laughs> I honestly could put the bad guys, which is that DreamWorks animation about all the bad guy oh. heroes, like turning to be kind of anti-heroes. Because yeah. it looks like it could be a lot of fun, could but it also good. looks it like it could be, be fun. terrible. It could be bad. It could be like one of those kids <sighs> movies that's like funny, but yeah. not funny at all. So DreamWorks, I'll just say DreamWorks next year, because it looks like their projects that they have on the board right now. Uh, Laundering, really, huh? 
They're Maybe floundering. it's time to hire a new CEO or something. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about these Jennifer Lopez returning to rom-com movies, Rand? <laughs> I don't have upset feelings about it. She's uh, back. She has two rom-coms coming out next year or this year. I'm good. Good for her. <laughs> I, I'm not like, I don't know. I like rom-coms. Yes, I don't do. know. Sure. Yeah, I generally like rom-coms. Um, I love have you seen the trailer for Marry Me? No, with uh, Owen Wilson, I, where she just no. proposes to him at a concert. Oh yes, I have seen that. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, I just made her question. <laughs> okay, so theoretically, I like the idea of like rom coms with an older woman. Um, but it seems like we're gonna ignore the fact that Jennifer Lopez is almost sixty. Let me just she's, double check. She's something. She's, yeah. Um, which I think is a I have to say, I mean, she looks incredible. And I I think we should talk about the fact that women can be older and look a little bit more excited for her second one, which is called Shotgun Wedding. Uh Uh, And it's her and Josh Duhamel, who they brought on later in the game because they had to replace an actor. Um, But it also has like Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Cheech Marin is in it. So they got like these ridiculous. That seems a little bit more fun to me. I don't know the premise as much rather than her randomly proposing to Owen Wilson. I, I apologize deeply. I hope Jennifer Lopez never hears this because uh, she is only 52 years old. Yeah, I was like, she's early 50s. Nowhere girl. near 60. It has everything to do with the fact, Jennifer, Ms. Lopez, forever. that you have been a fixture in my <laughs> world since I was I a was... small child, and you're just a legend, and I assume yes. that you couldn't possibly have done so much in so little time. <laughs> That it was my profound apology to Jennifer Lopez. How about how about um, the Pixar projects? I feel like they could fall into possible uh, nervous territory yeah, yeah, yeah. this year. Um, I I looked into a lot of them. I wasn't super excited about any of them. I I imagine they might surprise me. Um, Lightyear might be cool. I don't Turning know. red, I'm hopeful for though it's going straight to Disney Plus. Uh, it, it looks at younger skewing though, and then light year looks old skewing. So yeah, it's a very weird tonal shift for Pixar. They um, just did. They, oh no 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 no! So they just hired a new person to be in charge of Pixar, but the these two should be the last from the, yeah. the last guy. So I I don't know. Um, like Pete Doctor usually brings good scripts. That's what has me like hyped for Lightyear. It's just the concept is a little strange. Uh, the trailer looked okay, but it looked like, have you seen First Man, the movie? Uh, no. And basically looks like First Man. And I'm also kind of tired of space and astronauts right now. Like that's a subgenre I'm tired of. Like we just keep going like to space. Right, like, I wish they would stop with the Toy Story things. Well, it's I mean, also I like know you love white dudes. Like it's always white, not old. It's always white dudes going into space. Like Brad yeah. Pitt, launch him into space. Ryan Gosling, launch him into space. Matthew McConaughey, yeah. launch him into space. Matt Damon. Yeah. The, like, mo- like that there, Moonfall movie, I separate. They did, I did see in movie. the trailer that there was a lady wearing the same Buzz Lightyear outfit yes, who was a black lady. Now it's Chris Evans going into space and Taika Waititi voicing someone. Okay. I mean, it could be good. The animation will be beautiful. We can already see that. The animation animation will be beautiful. beautiful. But otherwise... But it also doesn't look like it's very exciting animation, right? Like, so in and out is like exciting. Soul is exciting because you've created these magical worlds. 
And I guess there's the possibility that the worlds could be really exciting because they're going out into space, right? Uh, and and we haven't seen Pixar go out into space. Yeah, that's true. Before. Wally? So that could be cool. Yeah, but Wally but, was like spaceships, right? Yes, it wasn't we like an alien planet. Um, I don't know. I think Lightyear is, uh, I would I would put it on my skeptical list. I actually had one more on my skeptical list. Okay, um, what is it? <laughs> the Flash. Okay. I know it's going to be terrible, but the one thing that I mean, caught my eye was that uh, they're doing flashbacks with Michael Keaton as Batman. And so well, there's a little part of I'm pretty sure it. it's not even a flashback. I'm pretty sure he's being, because it's another multiverse. His the DC Wait. is doing a multiverse. The Flash. And I also the- like is Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller. I like Ezra so Miller. Flash, I'm pretty sure Gal Gadot is in it as well because he's like ripping through time and space. So, yeah. uh, and so they're bringing back uh, Keaton's Batman. That's pretty, and that's pretty exciting for me as a person who yeah. is like constantly screaming about how I all I want is Michael Keaton as Batman. Also, um, I mean, Ezra the, Miller we is petitioned the- online. We a petition. We were begging. <laughs> we were job. petitioning and begging for Michelle Pfeiffer to be announced. Like us, we were wanting it. We're like, announce please. Michelle. Please. I would. I actually would not. I would not. I would hope there's a cameo. I would not be totally surprised if there was a Michelle Pfeiffer cameo. I'd be really hyped. Um, but uh, I, I. So the Flash also seems like one of the more joyful characters in that universe right I, I i didn't add justice league to my list of worst movies um because uh, i watched the snyder cut and it was just i wasn't like you didn't want to get us drug through the mud red no right anyways having watched it that okay. it was, it was um, whatever the wall of film um <laughs> Ezra Miller's character does seem to be like one of the most fun, joyful things. And that's one of the things that I find lacking in the DC comic book movies is that they just, they lose the, the comic book part of it. Like, that's why, that's why like Shazam was a fun reprieve. Yes. Yeah. Because he fully leaned into comic. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a open, I'm open to the flash being fun. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the Aquaman movie coming out? I think it's probably going to be bad. I just, the first I don't know why we didn't recast Amber Heard. Like, I'm sorry. I really don't understand why we didn't recast her because she's not a good actress either. That's the thing. Like, it, maybe if she was this amazing actress that, you know, irreplaceable. Right. Because no. we let men get away with being amazing yeah. actors and being terrible people for a really long she's time. Bad. AKA Jared Leto. Anyway. She's not a good actress. She could have been replaced with anybody else to yeah. do that role and nobody would have blinked their eyes twice. Uh, I don't think I would have even noticed to be completely honest that it was a different actress. She always has seemed to me to have a very like just generic pretty lady face. Like there's nothing about her that like slap that horrible red wig on anyone. That wig was so bad. Honestly, here's the thing with Aquaman 2. I'm hoping that since the first one made so much money that they let James Wan go malignant on Aquaman 2. <laughs> I want them to oh, let him no, man. I want them to just let him go ham because I'll prefer that to whatever like oh but we got to do this foolery that because like the first film you could feel the weirdness trying to work its way out and then it would come back to like boring Mm-hmm. politic talk and we, like black manta had no purpose in that first one i know he's coming back for the sequel but uh, i'm nervous for aquaman too yeah <laughs> to say the least i'm nervous and i'm leaning on the side that it's going to be bad so 
It's pretty bad. But wow, DC has four fun. films next year: Black Adam, Aquaman two, uh, the Batman, and the Flash. So, like from a business standpoint, it actually makes sense, right? Like Marvel has finished their domination yes. of the last ten years, and so if they were going to get their shit together and and like actually try and take on Marvel again now's the time to like go for it to like reorient yourselves look at what works and just like go ham so that that's part of what gives me like a little bit of uh like maybe we'll see oh man anyways it's okay i i just hope you love the batman and and that's all that's all i need I would bet money. <laughs> I can't bet money, right? Because then I'm just going to lie and say that I hate it. And I'll just lie. Like it. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot. There's also DC League of Super Pets, that animated uh, movie coming to theaters this year, too. So there you go, DC. Uh, yeah. There, uh, um, yeah. Uh, minions. I mean, oh. God. Yeah, there looks like there's a lot of crap coming out this year, to be completely honest. <laughs> like a lot of these, I'm just like. Uh, yeah. So my skeptical ones really tended to be things that I, mean, I, I guess might I could also put good. Halloween ends in my skeptical because could be good. the first Halloween was good, like the 2018. This one last year was a hot mess, but I had fun with how what a like crazy and, mess it was. Okay. So maybe the next year, Larry, we can do what we plan to do this past year, because I have I did watch like the first four Halloween films. Okay. Yeah, there's a so, lot of them. So. There's a lot of them. There's a <laughs> Jamie Lee lot is of back. Them. One more one more go round for Jamie Lee. Just hope she doesn't <laughs> lay in a hospital bed for two hours like she did this last movie. So how many of them are there? There's like 10, 10 20. <laughs> Yeah. So, the, the, and like I said, I'm nervous for poor Black Panther. I don't even know if Black Panther will be able to be released this year. Still, I can't imagine they don't push it to 2023 at this point. It's just, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o literally just got COVID, so they had to shut down again. So I can't. You're not gonna make that November release date, Black get, Panther. How does she get COVID? I mean, everybody's getting COVID. probably Letitia Wright's dumbass. I don't know, but <laughs> you said she wasn't there yet. It's just she, like, no, she came back. So they, oh. they they finally everybody was making jokes that Kevin Feige like snuck into her house and administered the vaccine himself. Um, because that's why she, she's an anti-vaxxer. So that's why they had to shut down production because she couldn't come back into the country. Um <laughs> so. Uh, I was like, maybe she already had it when she got the vaccine and came back and gave it to Lupita. (laughs) I'm just so annoyed with her right now. And she's also in Death on the Nile. So thanks a lot, Leticia Wright, for screwing up everything. Whatever, she's brewing her own career. One, no. two, three. Yeah, bam. you're never gonna work again, girl. They all this figure is it out for you. how to write her out of Wakanda. Yeah. Done. <laughs> She'll be done. <laughs> All of a but, sudden, you've got a really cool, very smart cousin. We, <laughs> you had it made. Can you imagine? See, that's the thing with some of these people. Like, Letitia Wright had a career, like, set up after that first Black Panther to be, like, uh, take off as she just ruined her career like that. Like, <laughs> good yep. job, girl. Good right, job. It's not, it's not even about, like, I'm sure nobody who listens to this podcast is an anti-vaxxer, but it's not even about, like, you know, you shouldn't be able to have your political. You, she's just being a really difficult actor to work with like she can't enter the country they're filming in (laughs) she's not allowed in like a thing that you need to do 
to keep everybody else safe. And it's not just about you anymore. It's literally about all of these other people. And like her decision, see, again, people can say my body, my choice or whatever. Fine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, but her decision has stopped a whole Thing. It is losing the studio that employs her millions of dollars yeah. Yeah. and all of these people aren't working like all of these yeah. lighting people. There's a lot of people on a movie set um, yeah. that are getting screwed like, because of one person. It's not like she's fighting for. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure she thinks yeah. she's fighting for human rights. Um, she's not. Uh, we'll leave it at that. OK, y'all. She's not <laughs> fighting for human rights. But right? and it's like one of those things like she, we're not going to look back on this and be like Jane Fonda, where people were upset because she was protesting the Vietnam War. We're not going to look back on this and no. be like she did the right thing protesting those vaccines, <laughs> because I don't think anyone looks back on history and says those people who refused to get vaccinated, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Would you like to point out any of them to me, please? Anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah, she ruined her career because she's just being a very difficult person to work with. And she's. And, yeah. Thanks for helping to like sink uh, our one big black hero franchise that we had gotten to this point. Thanks a lot. Uh <laughs> okay. Now we have The Rock, right? <laughs> now we have, yes. Now we have Momoa. And now we have a lot of uh, Islanders. We've got Jason Momoa and The Rock helping to mm -hmm. uplift that segment yep. of the population. And then maybe Zoe Kravitz will get a spinoff. I have we'll to say, Ren, that sexual movie. tension between. Batman and Zoe Kravitz Catwoman in the last trailer they released is hot Ren. Woo woo, it looks good, girl. <laughs> I I was a, I was not on board with Zoe Kravitz, but the more I'm seeing coming out, you know, I'm Zoe like, Kravitz is Lisa Bonet's daughter. I did. It's weird. Did know that. Then that means that Jason Momoa was her former stepdad. Yes. <laughs> Aquaman. Stop, Ray. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's a strange thing to think about. Well, that's just Hollywood people. So well, that's freaking weird. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, let us know. What did you think of the films we picked for our most anticipated and most skeptical as we head into 2022? Do you agree with what we've said here? Do you disagree? Most importantly, let us know which films you are hyped for and which films make you pause as you look at this upcoming slate. Leave those either in the comment section if you are here on uh, either leave that in the comment section here on YouTube or hit either one of us up on Twitter or Instagram. Ren, where can the folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ren Manley um, or, you know, you can at Larry and then he'll tell me that you added me. That's probably the best plan. Um, or you can find me on my Instagram at Poo 13 Perfect. Follow us at CinemaSins on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions here on YouTube and over on Instagram. Thank you all for getting snarky with us today. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.